Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hello! <laughs> Hi everybody. Welcome to another episode of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. Uh, today, I'm actually really excited to share with you this episode because we are going to talk about what to expect at an ayahuasca retreat. And I'm going to speak specifically to Shaman Flora. At Shaman Flora, that is the center that I take care of, the way we work with the medicine, the way we do ceremonies, the way we go about our services is as traditional as it could get with an add-on of education and teaching our clients about working in the process. So Shema Flora is in Iquitos, Peru. That is a biggest jungle city of South America is two hours away from Iquitos into the jungle. And then in there, we have these rooms called tambos or like huts where people stay. And then we have a maloca. A maloca is like this circular building with like a really, really tall ceiling. And then that's where we work with the medicine. We harvest the medicine. It grows on the land. So when you get to the center... Shaman Flora, the first thing that happens is you need to hike a mile. After you hike, you make it to the entrance. This place, as I mentioned before, is very special because it's the home of 110 plus medicinal plants. And for my recurring listeners, you probably already know that. For those of you that have not listened to other episodes, this place is home to many, many, many medicinal plants that grow in the Peruvian Amazon jungle. So because of that, before you enter the space, it's necessary that we smudge. And smudging is a very ancient practice used for many, 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 many uh, tribes and cultures to purify and to cleanse so we have a bucket with Palo Santo. Palo Santo is the plant that is used in Peru um, for smudging. So that's the tool that they use for smudging. And we light it up. A ton of smoke comes out. And then you smudge yourself from head to toe all the way. And then after that, the maestra, the shaman, is waiting for you at the entrance. And when she waits for you, after you smudge, then she blows you with mapacho. And what that does, it also protects you and cleanses you. So now we have two forms of smudging, palo santo and mapacho, to make sure that your energetic feel and everything is completely cleansed and that you're grounded and you're centered before you enter the space. Because it's important to honor the spirits that reside in the place. So before you enter, you smudge yourself, you stand in front of the door, you set your intention, 
you let the land know, the spirits of the land, I'm coming here because yada, yada, yada. You don't have to say it out loud. You can say it in, in silence or just for yourself. And then we have a bell that you ring the bell and then three times that announce your arrival and then you crush the threshold. And this is all very meaningful, extremely meaningful. Because imagine if someone comes to your house, right? They're, they're at the entrance. They're completely muddy, like from head to toe. They're super dirty and they open the door and they just walk through and then they just fill your house with dirt. How would you feel about that? I don't know about you, but I will be pretty mad. So why wouldn't we do the same thing for entering a place like this one? We are coming to their home. These plants, these insects, these animals, they have their spirit. They have their personality. This is their home and we're coming into their home. So it's only fair that we take the precautions to enter the space in a way that is respectful and meaningful for us to them. So that's like the first thing that we do when we get to the jungle for your retreat. So from day one, we're setting you in a ceremonial state. We're teaching you the importance of connecting with the land, with the maestra, and with yourself and your intention as you come in. Because we're, we're teaching your unconscious mind, this is what we're here for. We're here to be intentional, to be respectful, and to create meaning for our experience. So then after that, we make it to the kitchen. We hike a little bit more into the space. We make it to the kitchen. Then we go into like an orientation and we give you the rules of the jungle and the expectations and kind of give you an idea of how things are going to look like and feel. And then at the end of it, we guide you into your room. At your room, when you get to your room, the first thing that we're going to ask you to do is to take a shower because you're going to be super sweaty. You have hike. You have been up since the morning. It's three o'clock because it takes us a long time to get to where we're going. So we want you to like freshen up yourself. And then after you take a shower, then we welcome you with a bath called an Aho Sacha bath. Aho Sacha is the name of a master plant. Sacha in Quechua means fake. Ajo in Spanish means garlic. So it's like fake garlic. It smells like onion. So what we do is this, this, this bath is like this bucket that we fill in with all the leaves and they, and then you, 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 um, scrunch the leaves. They call it chapiar. You scrunch the leaves right? They just crunch the leaves and the maestra prepares the bath and then there is like all ready. And then we ask you after you shower to bathe with this concoction that we made for you. Um, so you just pour it over your head, um, the leaves fall, then you, you, you get the smell of, of, of the plant. And before you do that, we also invite you to set an intention, ask the spirit that you're going to be bathing with um, for whatever it is that you need. And the property of Ajo Sacha, what is so beautiful about this plant 
is that it's very protective. The, the, the natives use ajosacha as a protect medicine to keep them protected. So like if they feel in danger, they take a ton of, ton of like ajosacha bath every day. Um, when I facilitate, I usually take a, a, a bath of ajosacha before I go into the maloca. So then the spirit of ajosacha is in my body, in, in, in my essence, and then I'm protected. And because the people that are coming into the space are living in this environment that, you know, is beautiful and also very exotic in so many ways. We want them to have also a, a protected feel and an ally because this is what these plans are. They're allies, an ally to be with them in this journey of working with the jungle working maybe with Cambo or with ayahuasca or a master plan. But we're talking about an ayahuasca retreat. So we're going to keep it specifically to ayahuasca. So after you do that, then we meet for dinner. Dinners usually in the jungle are around six o'clock, the latest. Uh, we eat very early because after the sun goes, goes down, there's not really much that you could do. So we have early dinners. And then after dinner, then your facilitator will give you a rundown of the next day so you know what's going on. And then everybody at eight o'clock goes to bed. So that's kind of like what day one of an ayahuasca retreat at Shaman Flora will look like. Then on the second day, um, depending of if someone wants to work with Campbell before an ayahuasca ceremony, that's also very common at Shaman Flora. People sometimes want to sit with Campbell the day of their ayahuasca ceremony in the morning, so they're cleansed, or sometimes they want to do it on their second ceremony. They want to do it like the morning off. But if that's the case, then it's a really early start because we do the Campbell ceremony at 6 a.m. in the morning. So the first thing in the morning at the Crocodon, we wake up and we serve Campbell. And in the jungle, Ashama Flora, our Campbell ceremonies are one-to-one. -one. They're personalized. So if I if we have three clients that want to do Campbell that same day, then we'll do one at six, then we'll do one at eight, and then we'll do another one at 10. So we'll separate them. So then they will go one, 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 one. And then after we go through the ceremonies, then the people that are not doing the Campbell ceremony will have breakfast at eight. And then after eight, the people that are not doing Campbell will do an intention setting with the maestra um, after their breakfast. The intention settings are held at the maloca with the maestra and a facilitator. And they usually take about 30 to 45 minutes. And it's a whole process to guide the client into their intention. And it's very carefully thought by the facilitator and the maestra. We kind of like navigate the corners of your being until we find the root of your intention. And then that's what we target on your ceremony. So the facilitators in Shaman Flora, they all speak Spanish. So their job is not only to help the client identify their intention, but also 
translate that information to the maestra. So the maestra knows and understand what is it that you want to get from your ceremony. So then they can help you when they're in the medicine. So then after we do the intention settings at noon, we have lunch. And then if there is more intention settings to be held, then we do the rest of them in the afternoon until 4 p.m. At 4 p.m., everybody is sent out back to their rooms to kind of prepare for ceremony. Um, they need to stop drinking water at that time. Their ceremony, the ceremony starts at 7. And then once the ceremony starts, then they come into the maloka. The facilitator will mapacho every single person before entering the maloka. It's really, really important. And I forgot to mention that also in the intention setting, before someone goes into the maloka, they need to be mapacho by the facilitator. And for those of you that are listening that don't know what a mapacho is, it's sacred tobacco. And I have an episode, prepare to specifically specifically speak about mapacho. It's a beautiful, beautiful medicine. It's, it's grandfather and is just, ugh, it's lovely. Anyways, going back. So before entering into the maloka for your ayahuasca ceremony, your facilitator would mapacho you and then it will go into, you will go into the maloka and then it will tell you where to sit. Um, like I said, the maloka is circular. So Behind every chair in the maloka, there is a selenite wand that has been intentionally placed to help the participant that is sitting underneath it. As most of you know, or maybe don't, selenite is the only crystal that doesn't require charging. It charges itself. And the properties of selenite are like clearing, are light energies, angelic energies. So it's like awesome to have that underneath you in a ayahuasca ceremony, especially a Shapivo style ceremony. After everybody gets mapacho, then uh, we're all in the maloka. And then when we're all in the maloka, the maestra will literally be facing the door. As soon as you enter the door, she is the first thing that you will see the maestra and the altar. And there is no lights except for candlelight. The altar has four candles and is like the light that we use for the maloka until we drink the medicine. So then once everybody is in there, the facilitator goes through a quick orientation. This orientation doesn't happen every single night. It happens the first night and then the next, the, the following night, it's a little bit less. There is a reminder, but we don't go so deep into the details. But in the orientation, we explain to you how the ceremony is going to go, what is going to be the first thing that we're going to be doing, uh, what is the second thing, the third thing. So all the steps to get to drink the cup. So the first thing that we do is as much. So there will be another bucket with Palo Santo in the center of the Maloka where the facilitator will light it. And once the Palo Santo is ready, the first person that comes into the smoke to Mapacho is the person, the first person sitting to the left of the maestra. So we open the crown left. So the first person will go, they will walk to the smoke never giving the back to the maestra. So you always walk facing 
the maestra, and then the person will as much themselves, they will have a Palo Santo stick with them that it will be given to them for them to set their own intention. And then they will throw it into the bucket. And then after they throw it into the bucket, then they will Palo Santo themselves. And then they will go and sit. And then the second person will come, same logistics, never giving the back of the maestra, setting their intention with their Palo Santo that it was previously given to them and then put it in the bucket and then Palo Santo themselves. So every single person will go until the maestra is the last person that comes to smudge herself. Once she is smudged, then the facilitator will smudge the space inside the maloca, the bathrooms, that are next to the Maloka and then outside the Maloka. And then the Palo Santo will stay outside underneath the Maloka burning until it's done. After all of that is set up, then we give a call out to the entire group of who needs to go to the restroom. If no one wants to go to the restroom, then we sit in silence and then we let the maestra begin ceremony. And what that means is she's going to open the jar or the container where the medicine is, is, is there. And then she's going to sing Icaros, activating the medicine and welcome the spirit of the medicine into the space, letting the medicine know. Once she's done singing the Icaros and she's done blowing Mapacho into the ayahuasca, then she will look at the facilitator and said, we're ready. So then the first person will come, the, the maestra will, per, will serve the medicine based on what she thinks this person should drink based on the intention setting that we have that morning or afternoon. And then she will hand over the cup to the client. When the client receives the cup, all they need to do is set their intention, give gratitude, and then after they give gratitude, put the cup on their lips and then tilt the head all the way back as they tilt the medicine. Every single drop of the medicine has to go into the person. Every single drop. And then once that's done, they hand it over to the maestra. If they hand over the cup to the maestra and there is still medicine in the cup, the maestra will hand it back to you for you to finish it because she can't pour more in the cup if there is left of what you were drinking. So once it's complete, then she takes the napkin, she, she cleans the cup, and then she serves the next. Everybody goes. Um, and then the last person to go is the maestra. After the maestra goes... She drinks, and then after she drinks, she has the facilitator to blow the candles, and then we go in darkness. And that, my friends, is the first part of what to expect in an ayahuasca retreat. On our next episode, I will continue talking more about what happens after the lights are out, what to expect when you're in ceremony, and then what to expect after, and then what else comes in the retreat. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you later. 
Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.